Hey guys, thanks for coming to Feed Your Faith with Courtney Kopeck. I am super stoked about today's show. I'm going to be talking about how to trust God more with your food and your body image and conform less to the world. But before I start that, I just have a few quick announcements to make and then we can get to the show. I'm your host, Courtney Kopeck, and I'm a Christian food and body image coach. I spent most of my life hating my body and feeling frustrated with food. Then God stepped in and showed me something so supernatural in his word, it transformed my life forever. Now I have peace around food and feel comfortable in my body. I am teaching female followers of Christ all over the world how to find this exact same food freedom through a deeper faith in Jesus. Join me in fellowship here every week as I discuss biblical scriptures directed towards how to treat and love our own bodies, as well as share personal struggles and thoughts around food and body image and the role God plays in both. I also talk with other women of faith who share their personal stories and wisdom around God's grace in putting a final end to their own food and body image drama. This episode is brought to you by my free seven-day devotional, Seven Steps to Food Freedom Through Faith. If you're ready for some answered prayers around your food struggles and body image issues and want to start living abundantly in the life God has waiting for you, where you are truly free from binging, food restricting, and yo-yo dieting, get my free seven-day devotional, Seven Steps to Food Freedom Through Faith. Go to CourtneyKopech.com slash sign up for free devotional. That's CourtneyKopech.com slash sign up for free devotional. And now let's get to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Feed Your Faith with Courtney Kopeck. That is me. I am your host. And I want to start this podcast off by apologizing. I know that I've been MIA for a few weeks. Um, just got a lot of stuff going on. And I'll tell you, I sat down several times to try to get a podcast out to you guys. And I just kept getting interrupted by the kids constantly was unable to think of anything interesting or inspiring or helpful um, to talk about, couldn't find any scriptures from the Bible that were really speaking to me. And, you know, I think that we can all relate to that experience when we just feel as though we're really searching for God in our day we're really searching for that help. We're really searching for those signs from him that he's with us. And we really want to feel inspiration. We want to feel that things are going smoothly, that they're not out of our control. We definitely do not want interruptions, um, whatever those interruptions may be for you. For me, it, it is my children very often, but there's also interruptions in our eating, in our health, in our body image that we experience. We want things to be smooth sailing. We want to just take care of ourselves and not struggle so much to let go of 
our need to control what we look like, and our need to control what we're eating. We just don't want to have to think about it. We want it to become something that is totally authentic and natural for us. And when we struggle, when we find ourselves being interrupted with negative patterns coming back around again, negative thoughts of what we see in the mirror being told to us, you know, we're hearing ourselves say things about, oh, I can't stand my belly. I can't stand my thighs. Oh, I've gained X amount of weight. I'm no good. I'm worthless. We get these interruptions. We feel uninspired. We feel as though we're flatlining. And it is in those times when I think God is really trying to say to us, you need to slow down and remember who's in charge here. You need to slow down and let me do my work. You need to slow down and trust in me that I am working on bringing about really a miracle in you. Because anyone who has struggled with eating and body image knows that to walk away from that struggle healed is a miracle. You know, I think a lot of us feel like, oh, well, if, you know, it's one thing to quit cigarettes or it's one thing to quit alcohol. You don't need to have those things every day. You don't need those things to survive, but you do need food to survive. And people don't base you, people don't base what they think about you on your looks when you're a smoker. They don't base what they think about you on your looks when you're a drug addict. I mean, once you've healed from it, you end up looking relatively healthy. Yeah, of course, some people who are drug addicts look like hell. Um, and it's pretty obvious that they're a drug addict or an alcoholic or whatever. But the point is, is that once they have walked away from the addiction well again, they come back to a healthier looking self. And for us, walking away from our food issues well again does not necessarily mean that we're now thin. And this is a huge struggle for us because it's not only working on creating a healthy and holy relationship with food, but you also have to create that same relationship with your body and accept it in whatever form it takes as you start eating in a more intuitive, natural way. I've talked a lot on here about how I gained all this weight from taking this medicine, which, P.S., I then discovered I didn't even need to take the medicine. Uh, that made me even more angry. And it's always been hard for me to lose weight. I'm not somebody who just 
drops weight really quickly. You know, I just don't have that kind of body. And so when I got up to a higher weight and I was feeling so uncomfortable, it's been a struggle getting back to intuitive eating without allowing my dieting mind to come in. Because for me, it's like, well, I gained weight because of medicine, not because of food. And so how do I know what my natural weight is supposed to be if I gain this weight in an unnatural way? Now I can't lose the weight eating intuitively, and now I'm just possibly stuck here. So what does that mean for me? How do I accept that? Knowing that this isn't just my natural set point. I got here because of a medicine I was taking and because my body doesn't lose weight easily, eating intuitively may not bring me back down to where I was. There are a lot of balls in the air when it comes to our bodies. You know, we aren't the same size as we were in high school for many of us. We don't look the same as we did before we had children. Um, For those of us that are, you know, in our 50s or older, it is harder to uh, lose weight. It is harder to keep the belly fat off. You know, these are all things that we're challenged by because our bodies don't remain the same. They're constantly changing as is our food and eating habits. We go through periods where we're really hungry all the time, especially around when we're getting our period. And we have to trust that. We have to lean into that. We have to lean into the Lord regarding that and be okay with the fact that right now I'm starving all the time and I also really want to eat a ton of chocolate and not worry how that's going to affect your hips, how that's going to affect your butt, your face, your arms, whatever. And we also go through periods of time where we're really not that hungry. And that can also be difficult because then people who know you, who have seen you go through, you know, disordered eating in the past, sometimes they get concerned that you're not eating you know, we all go out to eat with family. We, we go over to grandma's for spaghetti night and she freaks out because you're not having a second helping of the pasta. There's consistently a judgment around our food and consistently a judgment around our body. And that is because both are always changing. You cannot have a solid relationship with the food you're eating, with the body that God gave you, without an acceptance of the flows that it will go through. You cannot say, okay, I am X amount of pounds and I've been intuitively eating now for X amount of days, weeks, months, years. I accept myself. And then all of a sudden, you gain a bunch of weight. Your food has not changed, but you just realize your pants are fitting a little tighter. The goal 
is to recognize that you notice your pants are fitting tighter and be okay with that. Not think, I have to diet. You can look over what you've been eating and maybe you realize, oh, gee, you know what? I have been, you know, sort of eating a lot more sweets lately. That's just what I've been craving. But you want your body to be the one to tell you to pull back on the sweets, not your dieting mind. And you want to trust what that change will mean for your body and be okay with it, surrender to it without a preconceived notion now of what's going to happen. This is a massive problem we have with trying to be accepting of our bodies and trusting of what they're telling us to eat. We have a pattern, but we want the pattern to always be leading to security. We don't want interruptions. We don't want a lack of inspiration. We fear if we have the lack of inspiration, we're going to end up going off the deep end. If we're not consistently getting messages that we're doing the right thing, the good thing, the okay thing, we freak out. We don't want change. And yet, we are creatures, souls residing in a body that is forever changing. And our hunger forever changes. Sometimes we go through periods where all we want to do is eat cookies. And sometimes we go through periods where all we want to do is eat salads. Either one, we must be okay with. Either one, we must trust. And this is such a huge part of where being still and letting God into your world with your food, with your eating, plays a major role in your healing. And the thing of it is, I say healing because I don't necessarily know whether or not we can be fully healed. Perhaps we can. We have a God who can do anything. But I'm saying it in, in terms of this. Stick with me here. We live in a world where body image is extremely valued. Being thin is considered what every woman should either be or be working on getting to. Every single day, we are given signs and signals and messages about what our body is supposed to look like. 
I've been seeing a lot of Christy Brinkley recently. Um, she's like all over the place for whatever reason. I don't know why we've brought her back, but we have. And um, I mean, she's gorgeous. And I, and most of you should be familiar with who she is. She was a major, major supermodel back in the 80s and 90s. She was married to Billy Joel. Um, she's got this like, you know, she's very well known for this beautiful smile and long blonde hair. And so she's been recently put out there. Um, and a lot of the people who have been interviewing her are asking her, you know, like, do you still feel as, as beautiful now that you're, I think she's in her like sixties and you know, how do you feel beautiful now that you're at this older age and the pictures that they have shown of her are of her being very slender still. Um, some of them I've seen, she's like wearing a bikini on a beach and she looks amazing. Her body in society standards looks better in her 60s than my body in my 30s. Only going by society standards. I'm not saying that's coming from what I believe. I'm just saying by what I'm told from society, this woman has a better body at 60 than I do at 30. She's got a flat tummy. She's got long, lean legs, tiny arms, bird-like arms. I don't have any of that. You know, I've had three babies, a set of twins. My tummy is stretched out. I have my grandmother's German arms, which, I mean, they're buff, baby. They are not thin. <laughs> my point here is that even as we age, we're still given these symbols. We're still given these quote unquote, like people to idol who represent beauty in our society. It doesn't stop once you get older. It continues to go on and on and on. So living in a world like that living amongst that constant barrage of, you know, images and such, how do we ground ourselves in who we are, in what we look like, in how we define healthy, beautiful, sexy, It's always changing because we're always changing. But God is constant. God is our anchor. And when we allow ourselves to hold on to God, instead of our own ideas of what we're supposed to be eating and what we're supposed to look like, we have a constant. Working things through by ourselves, on our own, with our own strength, with our own thoughts and ideas, and battling the same thoughts and ideas that are coming from the world at us that really clash 
you can't get the security you're looking for. You just can't. The only place you're going to get security in your healing is by keeping God your focus because God never changes. He is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. The great I am, right? Always present. A stronghold for us. So that's where we need to be putting our focus. Not on our behaviors because we are sinful creatures and we are going to make poor choices guaranteed we are going to let ourselves down we are going to falter and trip and screw up it's just part of being a human being but when we make God our center, we know where we stand in a place where we are being renewed, in a place where we are being perfected, in a place where God is taking even our biggest heartbreaks, our toughest struggles, and turning them around for our good for his good, for the glory of his kingdom. Because that's the other thing you have to remember. This journey that you are on with your body image, with what you're eating, God is not working to heal you with it so that you can just go about your day not thinking about God anymore, not worried about your food anymore. Maybe now you're thinner, you think. Oh, he fixed me. I just eat whatever I want. I'm intuitive eater and I also am thin. Or maybe you're not concerned so much about being thin. You just really want to be able to eat intuitively. Oh, I eat intuitively now. And you're skipping along without God as your center anymore. This journey that you're on is not only about you. It is part of a much bigger plan. You are part of a much bigger plan. You are part of God's kingdom. You understand that? You are his child. He created you for the purpose of goodness. And so what you are to do with the healing that you experience is to not hold it in but to share it with others, to shed light for others, to expand his kingdom, to bring glory to him, to his son. You have to keep that in mind when you're struggling, when you're feeling alone, empty, broken, unfixable, unbeautiful, fat, ugly, out of control, worthless. You are a symbol of love and goodness simply because God loves you. 
And he is not going to give up on you. He is not going to let go of you. Because he knows the potential that you have. He created that potential in you. And what he is desiring from you is relationship. And that's what you need to look at when you're feeling in the low places. Are you reaching for God or are you just drowning in self-pity? Satan wants you in self-pity. That's where he wants you to be. Because when we are in self-pity, we make poor choices. Ever binge, hate yourself the next day, decide not to eat anything, and then the following day binge again and just feel like garbage? Ever promise yourself that you were going to lose the last 10 pounds? Go on a diet and keep struggling to stay on that diet. And four months have gone by. Now it's summertime and you still weigh the exact same. And you cannot fit into a smaller bathing suit that you would hope to be able to fit into. And you're crushed. You feel like a failure. Those are the moments you need to get tuned back into God. You need to reach for him. Hold on to him. And get your mind right. Focus on what is truly your purpose. Because your purpose is not to be skinny. Your purpose is not to be a certain size. God did not create you and put you on this planet to look a certain way and have that be what your life's work is about. And yet that's what we're doing. We're making our eating, we're making our bodies, our life's work. All of our energy is being funneled into it. All of our time, our thoughts, our activities. We're reading diet books diet magazines, going to the gym constantly, talking with other friends. What diet are you on? What are you doing? How did you lose the weight? Or, oh, I'm so fat. I need to start a new diet. No, I can't have dessert. I got to be good. Our language, our conversation, it's all around body. I'm not thin enough. And I feel like I have to apologize for that. I feel like I have to atone for that. I have to be ashamed of that. I have to prove to the world that I'm aware of it and I'm working on it. That is what redeems us. So says the world. But that is not your purpose from God. Your purpose from God is to trust him in all things, to go to him in all things, to love him, to rely on him, to allow him to affect your life 
And the only way we allow God to affect our lives is when we tune into him, when we give him our mess and say, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing here. I can't handle it. Take over again. And it's a continual thing. There's always a mess. We're not perfect. We're human. There will always be a mess. If you can get through this body image stuff, if you can get through this food, this overeating, the undereating, learning to intuitively eat, I guarantee you there will be something else that you need God's help with, you need God's support with, that God is going to bring a blessing about through you by helping you with. Part of why we feel so desperate about our bodies is because we actually believe that once this gets handled, we won't have any more problems because this has become such a huge problem. We can't even see any other possible problems around us. Everything takes a backseat to the body. So it's like we just put all this energy into it. Just get this part done and then I will be free. Then my life will be open for me. And yes, you will be free in a way. Your life will be opened in a way. Mostly, you'll have a closer relationship with God. You will trust him more because you have seen him working in this area. But you've got to slow down with the problem because your urgency to quote-unquote fix it is based off the idea that there are no more problems outside of this. Let me tell you, there are going to be problems outside of this. But you will be stronger in handling them because you will have gotten through this with God's grace and help, with your trust and faith in your Savior. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Your desire for a certain body is your conforming to the pattern of this world. Your belief that your value 
resides on your looks is conforming to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who can do that? Only God. Only God can transform us. Only God can renew our minds. The Holy Spirit in us, leading us, guiding us, teaching us, holding us up, giving us strength to take our eyes off of the world and put them back on our center, our steadfast rock, the immovable Lord. You have to get yourself in perspective here. You cannot be sucked down into the pit of despair over what your tush looks like in a bikini. Comparing your body to your girlfriend who's smaller, doesn't have cellulite, no stretch marks, and eats cheeseburgers like they're the only food left on the planet. You can't be jealous of that. You can't be brokenhearted over that because that has nothing to do with the spiritual world. That has nothing to do with your purpose. That is conforming to the world, allowing yourself to be blinded. By false lies that don't come from a place of love. God is love. And a huge part of this journey is you learning to love yourself again. The way you did when you were three, when you didn't even notice what other people's bodies looked like. I just opened a soda, well, seltzer. Right, when you were three, you didn't notice what somebody's body looked like. You didn't think about the fact that you were eating a cookie or a hamburger. You weren't looking at your butt in the mirror, checking to see how it looked in your little strawberry shortcake underwear. Those things didn't matter to you. They played no role in your life. Your life was free. It was about being in the moment. It was about absorbing information around you. It was about being joyous and happy. And God still wants that life for you. He still desires that. That is still his purpose for you. And we have that life when we trust him. Come to him. That's what Jesus says. Come to me like little children. Because little children live in the present. They don't know about the world. They haven't been conformed. 
right? They're free. Their focus is on butterflies and sunshine and spring days and enjoying the world that they are in. And so when you're feeling so rotten about how you ate, so disgusted with your body, so let down because you just can't get it right. I even feel guilty, shameful, frustrated, because I feel like I let God down sometimes. You know, you make that prayer of, Lord, I just want to be in your will. I just want to do what you want me to do. Teach me, give me wisdom. Let me walk with you. And you make it a few days, a few hours, a few weeks, whatever. And then you stumble. You stumble because somewhere on that walk with the Lord, you decided you knew what was best. You decided to take the wheel over and drive the car. We get haughty, we get conceited, we get vain walking with God. That's where the sin starts coming in. You're down on your knees, praying for help. You start getting the help, you're feeling better. And suddenly it's, I got this, God. Thanks for some help. Appreciate it. I'll take it from here. And you end up right back where you were. Do you really want God to be the center? I believe you do but you have to let yourself off the hook regarding the condemnation you're giving yourself when you're not walking the road perfectly. When you have days where all you can do is think about what a fat, lazy, tub of lard you are. Those days happen. You can't expect your journey to be a straight line. The more you lean into God, the more you will remember to lean into God. Because this is something that happens. We forget. We get so caught up in our own stuff. We literally forget to pray. We don't even think about it. We just go straight to the cabinet and reach for the cookies. Straight to the booze cart and make ourselves a margarita. And then we eat an entire container of guacamole and chips. And then we wake up the next morning and it's like, oh yeah, God. Didn't even think about him last night. Totally forgot he was there. 
He's always there. He's always waiting for you to lean into him. And it's okay if you forget. It's okay if you eat the tub of guacamole. Because you're not supposed to be getting it perfect. You're not perfect. You're not God. What you are supposed to be doing is allowing God to transform your mind by renewing it. And the only way we can be renewed is to have to be pulled out of something to renew us from. You are in a pit of hell right now. Trying to figure out how to eat without overeating, without undereating, without obsessing over what you're eating. Trying to figure out how to be okay with your body today. To not tell yourself you're ugly, you're fat, unlovable that you can't get it right, that you can't accomplish anything. That is what God is renewing your mind from. He's taking you out of the pit. He's dusting you off. And he's teaching you to move forward with him and forget about the past. God is a future forward God. He doesn't want us looking in the past. He wants us keeping our eyes right on him and letting him walk us into the future, which is always better than the past when we are walking with God. It may not look it, it may not feel it, it may not seem it in the moment. You know, I can look at myself a year ago and think about how I was not nearly as connected to God around these issues. How I wanted to control everything myself. I didn't trust him with things. Every day that I walk, regardless of what mistakes are made, I know that I'm being renewed. I know that I'm cleansed by the blood of Christ, that I'm forgiven. And I know that God knows I'm human. He doesn't expect me to behave in a perfect manner. That's not what he wants from us. That's his job to be perfect. He wants us to just be open open and willing to allow him to lead. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. I love the part that it says approve because that's what we want, isn't it? We want to approve God's will for us. We want to be in line with it. We want to say, yeah, I'm on board with this. 
but so many of us don't. Because in order to approve, you have to trust. It doesn't say then you will be able to approve and trust. It says then you will be able to test and approve God's will. Every step you take, you are testing out God's will for you. Every day that you say, God, I'm here, help me. You are testing out God's will for you. And you will see the goodness from it. He will renew your mind. He will put your mind on what matters. And you will see things through a holy lens. And that will help you approve his will. Because what is his will? It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. God cannot mess up. It's impossible. I've certainly thought he messed up with my body many times. Why don't I have a better metabolism? God messed up with that one. But I look at it like this now. Okay, so I don't have a great metabolism. I lean more to the chunky. This is... God's way of building relationship with me. You know, we all have things going on that God is using to build relationship with him. This is mine. Where does your mind need some renewing? Where are you finding yourself conforming to the world? Be specific about it. Don't just wake up and go about your day and hope for God to show up somewhere. Figure out what you're struggling with. Write it down. Here's where I'm conforming. I'm listening to these messages. I'm following these people on social media. I'm believing these lies. I'm choosing this idol. Here's where I need renewing. Renewing over what I'm eating. Renewing my trust in God. Renewing my relationship with my body. Be intentional. And pray. Pray, pray, pray about what you're trying to accomplish here with God as your guide. Ask him, where do I need help? If you can't come up with the stuff, if you're struggling, ask God. He will tell you. He's not going to let you down. So don't think that just because you have been wavering for years back and forth between being stuck in dieting mode and body obsession and having a few periods of, of peace and relaxation and comfort. Don't think that that means that that's how it's always going to be. Don't put an idea around that. 
don't come up with your own plan for what your journey here is supposed to look like. This is when we are to be still. This is when we are to be listening to God in these moments where we feel as though our good choices, our, our, our faith in the Lord is being interrupted by the world. It's not a sign of failure. All you need to do is just take that back to God and say, here's what's going on. I'm struggling with this. I set myself up for success and I've fallen. I can't seem to get a grip on this. I'm plagued by this. I'm haunted by this. Bring it to God. And he will work with you on it. He will show you what you need to be shown. God does not take control of our lives without us giving it to him first. So you need to be bringing those struggles to him. You need to admit your weakness and you need to surrender. Surrender your need to control your food. Surrender your need to have the body that you keep imagining you're supposed to have. Surrender and sit in silence while God continues to heal you. Allow space for quietness. Your journey does not have to be all action. Dieting is a very action-motivated thing. Weight loss is very action-motivated. I'm doing something. I'm going to lose weight because I'm doing this. I'm following this. I'm sticking to this. I'm working this out. We think if we're not working, we're not achieving. And that's when we start to get bummed. That's when we start to mess up. Allow those moments, those seasons, those times where you feel as though you have failed yourself, where you feel as though you have failed God, where you feel as though you are unhealable, unfixable. Allow God to just hold you. To rock you like a baby, to soothe you, to comfort you, because you deserve love and you deserve comfort from your king. And he wants to give it to you. But you have to go to him for it.
You are not messing up. I promise you. You're working it out. You have to let it be whatever it's going to be and trust in God. Because his will is good. It's pleasing. It is pleasing. You will be pleased with what he brings for you. You will be pleased with the outcome. You will be pleased because his will is perfect. It is exactly what you need and nothing less. So let's start trusting some more girls. Give it over, give it over, give it over, give it over. Get off the pity pot. Stop putting your ideas out there of what you're supposed to be doing to get it all right. And just chill, just relax in the love of Christ. I want you as we come to a close with this podcast, I really like the idea, God is just sort of telling me this, to think about what his pleasing will does for you. Like what thoughts come up when you think of the idea that what he will accomplish through you will please you? And remember, that it will be a holy pleasing, right? It's not going to be a worldly pleasing. It's not like, oh, he'll please me because he'll make me not gain weight when I intuitively eat. I'm not talking about that. You've got to tune in here, get a little bit spiritual. What does pleasing mean for you? How does that word make you feel? For me, I just immediately get lighter. Pleasing, God pleasing me. His will will be pleasing. Oh, how much I need some pleasing in my life. Some pleasing with my crazy food obsessions, right? Some pleasing with my ridiculousness. I'm judging my body all the time, right? We need pleasing from that. Pleasing, pleasing. It will be pleasing. Just like soak that word in. Let it resonate with you. God's pleasing is like so much better than any sort of pleasing you could get from this world. Look forward to that. Seek it. Seek it out. And remember that he is perfect. 
your mind's renewed, and you got a pleasing and perfect will happening for you right now. So trust. Surrender the control and trust in your Lord. I'm going to close with a prayer. Oh, we are so human, God. You know that we just make such big mistakes all the time. We swear we're going to follow you. We promise to tune in to you. And then we just completely lose all capabilities of that. But you know that because we are human. God, help us to be okay with our humanness. Help us to be accepting of our humanness. Help us to, instead of berate and barrage ourselves with hurtful feelings, lies, help us instead to look to you and remember that we are so loved by you and nothing we do can destroy your pleasing and perfect will for our lives. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, ladies. I feel good. I hope you do too. And I'll catch you the next podcast. Peace out. I feel the changes.